0: We've been called many things, two peas in a pod,
1: Thelma and Louise,
0: best friends, thing one and thing two, and a good number of times, even sisters. But the one we love the most is mother and daughter. And that's the
1: tea. What's the tea, Nia?
0: Is that's the tea. That, that's but, the tea.
1: But I don't get it. Well, never mind. I'll explain it later. Welcome to Real Talk with Deb and Nia. As a friendly reminder, you can find our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss out.
0: Welcome back to Real Talk with Deb and Nia. I'm Nia and I'm Deb. This year was truly a year of self-discovery. We learned so much about ourselves and one another in the past 10 months. There were good days and some more challenging ones. We're growing, and that means business and relational adjustments. Nonetheless, we made it through together, and I think stronger than before. Would you think so? No? Yes?
1: I should do like you do me. No. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I think that we did. I think it was an interesting year. I think it was a year of a lot of growth and and I think it was profound growth as well. Mm. I do. It wasn't it wasn't like oh we grew. We went we went through I and had we developed new strategies and ways of dealing with each other and also dealing with other things. So, yes, I agree.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, like she said, there were many, many struggles that we didn't foresee with starting the podcast, and they sometimes were just overwhelming, I think. Uh, and working together while also being a mother-daughter can also be challenging, because we heads, we have different ideas, I want to go in one direction, mom wants to go in another direction, but luckily... Considering we're in such close quarters, things can't fester. <laughs> they have to be resolved. You know, we have to communicate, talk things through, and find a solution. And it really does require a good hunk of vulnerability and self awareness.
1: Oh, I definitely agree. I mean, this is this has grown us individually as well as as a team. And the timing for me as a parent especially couldn't be more perfect because it allowed us to very consciously transition into this new season of young adulthood that you're going through, which is really cool because I think letting go of the familiar can really be tough on us as parents. So I think all of the intentional self-awareness work we did really, really helped. And obviously, self-awareness was a part of our homeschooling process. But for me, at least, I found that it really does need to be an ongoing process because I think we change as we grow. You certainly went through stage after stage after stage and you changed, but adults also change,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: you
1: know? So, I mean, that's why for me, it felt so natural for the first topic of our podcast to be self-awareness. You know, we think it's integral to healthy relationships with ourselves and others. So today we are going to look back at some of the episodes in which we dealt with self-awareness.
0: So self-awareness is crucial to literally every instance in which you interact with people. And while our culture likes to use this word a lot, what does it actually mean? In this excerpt from our seventh episode entitled, Who the Heck Are You? Cultivating Self-Awareness, we looked into organizational psychologist Dr. Tasha Urich's work on what it means to be self-aware and ways in which we can more clearly see ourselves. Let's roll clip. (laughs) Dr. Tasha, (laughs) we'll stick with that, in an article for the Harvard Business Review said, research suggests that when we see ourselves clearly and we are more confident, we are more confident and more creative. We make sounder decisions, build stronger relationships, and communicate more effectively. We're less likely to lie, cheat, and steal, We are better workers who get more promotions, and we're more efficient leaders and effective leaders with more satisfied employees and more profitable companies. Simply put, the more time we invest in knowing ourselves, the more our positive lives tend to be.
1: So she did a study. They evaluated a number of studies and then they did a lot of interviews mm-hmm. with other people and in an article I read that in the Harvard Business Review that she did she didn't she didn't say this but in her TED Talk she did she referred to looking for unicorns to really interview so they could get a handle on people who truly were self-aware mm-hmm. and, but they really poured over other studies. And what they wanted to find out was what exactly self-awareness was. If we really, really needed it. And if we needed this, how do we grow in our awareness of self? And it seemed like it's a tricky, tricky topic, not just like as we we're looking to say it, we have this idea in our head, but it's when you're talking to other people, you really have to articulate it in a way that you're having this discussion about a common type term. Mm -hmm. And it seems that researchers don't necessarily agree on how to define it either. And I saw a lot of, in my own research, a lot of discrepancies or some nuanced differences. So what they did was they came up with a working definition for their their research. And one was internal self-awareness, which included how We interpret our values, our passions, our aspirations, our reactions, and our thoughts about ourselves. So that's that internal awareness of self.
0: Indeed. And then the other was, no surprise, external self-awareness, which they defined as our understanding of how we are seen by others in those same areas. And their research concluded that the better understanding we have of how others see us, the better our lives work.
1: They also found that being high in one area did not necessarily mean that you were high in the other. So you could know, be aware about how you're functioning. You're aware of yourself, but have no idea how others are seeing You Mm -hmm. and both are important to healthy relationships and for effective leadership. And so for us as parents, you know, sometimes we don't think of ourselves as leaders, but we are kind of the leaders of you little people till you get to be bigger. Like it's Mm -hmm. important. What was even more interesting is they said that 95% of people actually believe they're self aware, but in actuality, with their research, only 10 to 15% of us actually are, which might explain some of the craziness we see in the workforce and even in our homes. We think we're showing up in one way and because <laughs> that's how we see ourselves, and yet the people around us are not necessarily seeing that in the same way.
0: Mm-hmm. That clip is only a piece of the fascinating information that we discuss of Dr. Tasha's work. There's actually a five-minute quiz that you can take on Dr. Tasha's website to determine how self-aware you are. We did, and you can hear our results in the full episode. And you can also find the link to the quiz by going to our podcast blog page on our website
1: which is RealTalkWithDebAndNia.com. Yes. <laughs> Ultimately, there are many expert definitions and perspectives regarding what self-awareness is, which made our conversations with the experts really intriguing. While most agree it includes understanding your emotions and feelings, many add that it's also about understanding your values. Guest Georgiana Covell joined us for Tea in season one, episode 11, for a talk on integrity. With Expert at Home, we learned that there was more to integrity than just your moral or
2: ethical principles. So let's play that clip so there's two parts to integrity and mostly in the world integrity is related to as morality as a matter of fact if you look at the dictionary for morality it has integrity and if you look at integrity it says morality but <laughs> that really doesn't really leave anything and 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 we kind of know when when you look think of integrity always people is like oh well i operate with integrity but that's more of a moral kind of integrity. And, you know, morality, as we all know, can be different for everybody, right? What one person thinks is moral isn't the same as the next person. So, there's no real definition there. So when I talk about integrity, and and this is not Georgiana didn't create this, this is based on Werner Earhart's distinction of integrity, which, you know, you can find in white papers and so forth to really dive deep into this. But in a nutshell, there's two things. There's honoring your word So doing what you know to do, doing what you said you do, doing what would be expected of you, even if you haven't said it. And the other part is honoring your word, operating from an empowering context. So that means, and this is something that kind of is such a great segue, Deb, from what we were just talking about is, you know, it's that for women especially, operating from an empowering context means you'd actually have to set aside those disempowering beliefs, those limiting beliefs, the shadows, whatever you want to call them, right? They're called many different things. But if we're walking through life with some kind of limited belief, disempowering conversation about ourselves, then that lacks integrity. So yeah. now, inter, stop me, ask me questions if there's something that... No, continue. Clear. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, and it's really important because if you think about it, you know, when, especially for women in business or, well, really anybody, it doesn't matter what you, if, whether you're a business owner or not, I just, I happen to work with business owners, but you know, when you're, when you're walking through life And you have a disempowering conversation with yourself about yourself. It's those conversations, those things that you say to yourself that you would never say to anyone else about someone else, or even about yourself, maybe, right? And how you operate in the world when you're having that kind of conversation with yourself is is a way that isn't powerful. Like you're walking around with a loss of power, almost like a, oh God, what's the word? Um, A fraud. That's the word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you're a fraud. Like you have to show up in your business and say, you know, say right here, say I have a disempowering conversation with myself, but I have to show up. To have this conversation with you, then I actually have to deal with that's always in the background and how I'm showing up in the space is a little bit less than who I would be if I was, I'm powerful, I'm awesome, I can do this, I own it, is a really different way to show up. Now, you, as human beings, we'd like to lie to ourselves. And think that nobody can tell yeah. that the conversations that we're having with ourselves isn't showing up for other people.
1: That so reminds me of that Instagram or TikTok bit where they say, nobody's gonna know, they're gonna know, nobody's gonna know. You know, <laughs> it's really true. I think we're much better at fooling ourselves than you know, the people out there in our external world. And the only way to truly show up powerfully and authentically is from a space of just really being that way, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I really loved this conversation. Georgiana's episode is insightful, and it offers what I thought was like a really unique perspective on integrity. You know, most of us think of integrity as like how we show up with others. And I personally had never really tied it to how I keep my word to myself. And so that really hit home for me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many ways in which we don't show up for ourselves. But I didn't say, oh, well, I'm not in integrity with myself. Yeah, no, we
0: mostly think of integrity as to other people, like how we show up for other people, not how we show up for ourselves. You know, And
1: when you really think about that, why is it that we invest more time in others, you know, than often we do with ourselves. So, yeah. And that was just a thought there. Hashtag real talk. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, you know, in addition to that, she shares a really neat metaphor about a wheel that illustrates how small lapses in integrity can really add up and lead to detrimental consequences. I have never forgotten the story uh, from the very first time that I heard it. From her, and I think it's really memorable, obviously it wasn't in that clip, but it is in the full episode, so I highly recommend tuning in and hearing some of the other pearls that that come out of that. I also liked her her concept of integrity like being like your internal your internal accountability partner. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know and I, to be really honest, we've had to stretch in the integrity area.
0: Indeed, with this podcast, podcast. right? (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: You know, like so those days that we were just so overwhelmed, you know, that we're like, well, so do we really need to put up a new blog page? Can we, you know, does this does this really require a post? You know, and and in the end, I think we did it because we'd remember our commitment to our purpose and to ourselves and especially our commitment to our audience. Yeah. So I can't I cannot do this topic justice. So if you're interested in learning more, you can find out more about this viewpoint and how some pretty small shifts in mindset can have you more consistently operating from a space of integrity and you'll find this episode in season 1 episode 11. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be 100% integrous all the time. That's not the point, nor is it realistic. I just think the idea is to always have values, standards, and behaviors that you're committed to doing your best to maintain or even like surpass. So as we progress, we'll have higher highs and higher lows as we're moving forward in this in this process. Yeah, highs and lows. Uh, they really are just a part of life, right? Mm -hmm. And that's actually a perfect way to kind of segue into our next guest. You know, she invites us to embrace the good and the not so great times with both love and gratitude.
0: Indeed. Uh, And our guest is Gina Bell. So Gina is the founder of the Tears and Tool movement. The movement is intended to encourage, empower and inspire women to connect to both the tears and tool or joy in their life. You might be familiar with tulle uh, as being the fabric of a ballerina's tutu. However, Gina has transformed a long, beautiful rainbow-colored tulle skirt into the symbol of an empowering movement. Uh, And the skirt is just so beautiful. It It
1: is. You can see a picture of it on the website. She's in it. Uh, She's in it. Yeah. She's in it. She's
0: in it. And it's just, oh my gosh, I love rainbows. I've always loved rainbows and it's just so striking.
1: (laughs) It's a promise. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, she originally received the skirt as a gift and was subsequently inspired to share it with other women for a unique purpose that has since become a movement and touched the hearts of the recipients and those of us with whom they share their beautiful photos and stories. So over the course of a year, the original skirt was mailed to 52 different women, and these women wore the skirt, which represents the color in their lives, and they wore it with a black shirt that represents the struggles of life from, you know, every day to the extraordinary. They then take a picture, which we just gushed about, (laughs) and you can see Gina in, and vulnerably share their tool-worthy stories with the fast-growing Tears and Tool community. From overwhelm and frustration to tragedy and loss, the women recount the origin of their tears and then celebrate the feminine strength that allows them to embrace themselves and their stories and joyfully celebrate life. Gina has a phrase, quote, even when, and here you insert a tear-worthy moment here, especially then. And it's a beautiful reminder that we are not our circumstances, and we are so much more powerful than we sometimes think. It is truly an incredible movement, and so is Gina. And so in the full episode that Gina did with us, she talks about the importance of becoming more in touch with and aware of our emotions and our blessings. And in this clip that we're about to play, Gina takes a moment to discuss why both the tears and the joys that happen in our lives are important to share with other women and especially our growing daughters. Let's listen.
3: I think one of the most significant, one of the biggest tears and tool moments of a mother's life is, you know, no one says like, oh, I really want to go through childbirth pain. You know, we... We don't, we don't say that we don't really want to go through the pain of childbirth. But I think that birthing a baby, bringing a a baby into this world is such a tears and tool moment. And my mom used to say like, that's one of the, you know, she would say that's one of the only times in life where something hurts so much and you immediately forget about it. It, You immediately process it. And it's, it's, you have this beautiful gift, you know, that you've delivered. And, um, you know, like you said, you're going to be raising for a lifetime. And I think, wow. I'm just remembering being like a younger mom and my kids are 17 to 23 now and they're amazing humans. And I'm so proud of all of them. But when you're, when you're younger and you're raising kids and you're just, you're in the middle of all of the mess of parenthood. And I think that we grow up learning how to judge ourselves learning how to compare ourselves to others. And I I teach a workshop on finding balance with that. And I say that we all have this like life. It's like this Ferris wheel. And we all have like this inner Ferris wheel operator inside of us that knows the speed that our wheel should be moving at. And I think from the time we're small, we're comparing ourselves to different people who are moving at different speeds. And often those people, you know, like even the, the good intentioned people, the well-intentioned people are probably moving at someone else's mm-hmm. speed themselves. So we learn from like a, a young age that we should be a certain way or do a certain thing. And so we start this sort of comparison game and it's hard then to pause and connect with like our authentic speed. And what do we need to take off of this wheel to make it healthier? And what do we need to bring onto this wheel to make it healthier? And I use like a carnival analogy and I say, you know, for so many of us, it's, it's going at the wrong speed for so long that we find ourselves hiding under the funnel cake booth of life with covered in (laughs) powdered sugar, like not, you know, not dealing with it at all because it's stressful and it hurts. But I think that's why the story that I wrote, you know, it's a women's empowerment picture book, but it's the story I needed as a little girl to know that it was okay for me to go through things and still connect with my magic and that I could be gentle with myself in that space. So I think the more we teach that message to little kids about honoring their authentic speed, whatever that means to them, just pausing in a moment and and wondering if I'm comparing or if I'm distracting or if I'm judging myself and trying to be really gentle and not judge myself in that space either. So like I, I think that just teaching kids like from a young age as parents, making space for not just the tool moments, but the tears moments like how about a fun and a fail? You know, when my girls went away to college, they they took fun fail stick jars with them, you know, pop a fun in there. They had little note cards with them or a fail or something that was fantastic, but make room all of it, like make room for for all the moments.
1: The book Gina is referring to in the clip is a touching, beautifully illustrated book she authored entitled Surprise, (laughs) Tears, and Duel. (laughs) Uh, It's intended for girls of all ages and follows a young girl as she grows up through the, all the twists and turns life throws at her, the girl is able to retain her inner magic and joy while wearing her rainbow tulle skirt. It's a wonderful book, especially for our young girls. However, I also gifted it to some Big girls, my friends, <laughs> and they really love the encouragement and reminder to fluff that skirt and remember their unique magic as well. And uh, although I love the incomparable girl magic, the boys and the men folk are not ignored. Men have tear worthy moments too. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, knowing this, Gina recently launched the Tears in Taffeta movement. For that, the tool skirt is replaced with a rainbow-colored taffeta cape. It will find a temporary home with twelve men a year who are also encouraged to share their stories and celebrate their colorful magic. You can check out Gina's movement and all of our guests' info and additional information and resources by visiting our website at Real Talk with Deb and Nia. And each of our guests has a personal podcast page on our blog. And Gina's is entitled Rainbows and Raindrops The Power of Our Tears.
0: Indeed. Well, if you've been on this journey with us from the beginning, we hope you enjoyed revisiting some of the episodes from our self-awareness series. And if this is your first episode and you're trying to get a taste of what the real talk tea, as we like to call it, we hope this has enticed you to listen to the full episodes. And we really hope you will. We couldn't possibly communicate all of the magic and insights all of our guests bring to the tea table. And for your convenience, the episodes that were mentioned in this this episode are also mentioned in the description so that you can easily find them and you don't have to hunt for them because we know we've done a lot of episodes and going, what did they say? Wait, which one was that? We know that can be irritating, so <laughs> we wanted to make that as simple as possible. Uh, Remember to follow us on social media at RealtalkDN. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast streaming platform you're listening on. And that's all for today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Real Talk with Deb and Mia can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. You can also check out our YouTube channel. And make sure
0: to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Real Talk DN. See
2: you, See you next time. time.